Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast presents episode 875, Operation Content, recorded live on January 25th, 2024. Hello everyone, welcome to Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Dust Storm. I'm your other co-host, Godzilla T. Welcome to the change of the future of Halo Infinite. As we now go from seasons to content updates. Yeah, I'm kind of... I'm up in the air on that one. (laughs) We'll talk about it. 343 had a stream on Friday last week. And we did not have a podcast last week because I was on baby duty. My wife went out with some friends for her birthday, so I let her go and, uh, and I took yeah, her Yeah, I baby. crammed it in right before the stream, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I watched an hour broadcast in 28 minutes. <laughs> Double speed. Yay. Skip, 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 skip. <laughs> skip the bowl. Skip the bowl. Skip. The- okay, yeah. content. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they gave us, like, less than 24 hour heads up of, hey, this is coming, by the way. So I, I watched it just to see if there were any like deltas between what they told us versus what was on the the actual stream. But they covered pretty much everything. So <laughs> before we get kicked into the news that we got from 343 regarding the latest updates for Halo Infinite coming this year, HCS Season 3, and some of the other stuff, we got a little bit of a Potacular community recap to go through. So how were our game nights for the last couple of weeks, GT? A lot of fun. Uh, we've been hanging around in uh, squad battles. Um, the, not last week, week before we jumped into B- BTB for a little bit too. Yeah, there's definitely a bunch of BTB teams floating around out there. We kept finding them. <laughs> Just uh, one we got a little steamrolled. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're you can find they're in squad battles as well. I mean, squad battles. This last week, we had a hell of a capture the flag match. Was I online yet for that one or not? No, you missed that one. That one was pretty much. Well, it came down to a tiebreaker. Okay. Um, Unfortunately, the other team managed to get the flag, but it was. It was. We thought we had it. And then they turned around and they turned up the heat and they tied it up. Oh, that's that's rough. Yeah, it just, they caught a perfect rotation on power weapons and vehicles, and they caught up really quick. But yeah, it was, we've been having a lot of fun. Good. And I continued to show how poorly I can play Halo. (laughs) I think we all have our own little ways of doing that. But I'm better at it than anybody, though. (laughs) It's showing how bad I am at Halo. Gotcha. Well, very nice. Uh, I do want to share one story that I had post-stream, not last week, but the week prior. I wish Bobby was on because he would probably be able to kind of fill in some of the gaps that I might miss. But we were playing on BTB map with anti-air banished turret. Mm-hmm. Uh, the nighttime one, I forget what it's called. But it was kind of Did late. Confound the- drop a wasp on you again? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he did not. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's a different map. That's um, geez, the map against with the Yeah, H. I know. But yeah. So it was a was it, it was a CTF game. Tanks had just come in. It was about maybe four minutes left. And I had called out a, a tank that the enemy team was in. And I decided to, on my respawn, hop in the Warthog. And Bobby's overcom says, oh, you're brave. And stupid. And I, as I'm driving off down one of these lanes, I'm like, why is that? And not a second later, I see the tank come around and I say, oh, that. And as soon as I say that, I get shot by the tank and I am dying laughing. And everyone else is just losing it because it was just the most ridiculous thing that happened. And unfortunately, 
Bobby was streaming, but he doesn't have he didn't have Twitch turned on where he could archive the last two weeks of his stream, so he couldn't go get the clip. But it was one of the most funniest moments. <laughs> it's like I call that the tank hopping the hog, and I'm like, why was that? And it's like, and it's just deer in the headlights. Oh, that, and get blasted in the face. Yeah, it's always fun when you come around a corner and find a tank. Mm-hmm. And a tank that you knew was there, and it's like. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. That was there. <laughs> and then it just destroys you. Oh, yeah. Hey, I just marked that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Whoopdini was calling it out, too, because he was over there, too. And I just totally zoned out. And I'm just driving around the Warthog. And that's next really thing I know, I was. <laughs> next thing I know, I got. Well, because me and Louie were actually doing a pretty good run. And so I was like, okay, get in the Warthog, go to Louie. Yeah, I. I didn't think about the next two, three, step, four steps down before I got destroyed. Yeah, generally, if there's a scorpion on the field, you want to stay away from warthogs. I, 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 I know. I just wasn't thinking in the moment. So, yeah. Yay! Anyways. So, that was our, I guess, recap from the week. Nothing in the community creations or tales chat from Discord. So, if there are stories that people want to share. You want us to read them out? Let them let us know in the Discord. Getting on to the news, though, 343 had their first stream of the year, and this was actually a proper stream, not one of their Spartan chatters in the Discord. Going over the new things coming to Infinite, starting to kick off here. First content update of the year is going to be January 30th, so we don't have too much longer to wait before we actually get our next content drop next week. And we also got updates to the HCS roadmap, new things to forge, new things to matchmaking. So we'll go over all that in a little bit more detail. But the big thing with Infinite that they announced that is they're going away from the seasonal model, which is interesting because they spent so long to actually get to the seasonal model. But now they're sticking to the operational style of things. So they went from seasons being three months to operations being every four to six weeks. And they're doing that to try to get content not locked into a seasonal three-month cadence and instead can give little content drips more often. So that's one of the big things behind the operations. And the other one is it's just a little bit easier way to consolidate things and keep things kind of flowing instead of big update, wait three months, big update, wait three months. Well, yeah, it definitely will help the... The content drought, I should say. So instead of having to wait three months for new content or a new pass or whatever, you don't have to wait four to six weeks. That I think that also kind of goes with how they were wanting to roll out updates to the game in you know in pods mm-hmm. to get the updates out faster and not have to wait for the big season refresh to do the updates. The thing I see so far, and I have to actually look closer, is now, granted, the seasons are free, or I'm sorry, the events are free, Mm -hmm. provided, and you can get everything in the event, provided you complete it while it's live, and it's all free. But if you don't complete it, then you and you want to complete it because there's something in it you want, it now costs you money. But I'll say that it actually opens up the possibility to go buy older ones that you may have missed. Right. Like I said, if you missed a missed an event, you can come back, you can buy the event and then complete the complete the class. If you choose to, yep. But they're also not going to be giving you free free what do they call them? The in-game currency. Oh, the um, credits. Yeah. Well, not credits, but whatever. Yeah, whatever it is. The in-game currency. You will no longer be getting any of that for completing one of these events. Where you were getting them when you were completing your seasons to be able to buy the next season. So. A little bit of a trade-off, yeah. On one hand, it's good on the other hand it kind of feels like a money grab <coughs> which i mean i understand and i'm not faulting them honestly they really haven't come out with much in any of the stu- any of the seasons that i've really wanted other than noble one 
Mm-hmm. And then they don't put all of George's armor in there. <laughs> anyway, I mean, I do like that they give you the option to play the game and collect the items at no additional cost. You just have to put in the time while those events are alive. Mm-hmm. And being 20 tiers, six weeks, you should be able to complete it pretty easily. Yeah. I mean, if you, if I you mean, play, I, I want to say if you play like maybe six hours a week, you could probably get through 10 tiers pretty easily. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I've been getting through seasons by playing mainly on Fridays with, you know, a few extra days mm-hmm. mixed in. And when I mean a few, I mean probably less than 10. And I've been comfortably be I've been comfortably being able to complete the season. So for me, I just do Husky Raid every day, so I get the daily XP. Mm-hmm. And with how they've changed the challenge system to be a little bit more like playlist agnostic, playstyle agnostic, it's which side tangent. I think they dialed that back a little too far because I like how the challenge system in MCC works, and I get. That with MCC, there's a lot more options there, but I feel like, okay, with how they dial the challenge back of get so many wins or get so many kills or so many backsmacks, it's like, there's, well, I guess it's because there's capstone and there's unlockable, so I guess that kind of makes sense. I just missed some of the other challenges where it's like, earn a flag capture, or earn, like, in MCC, there's always the earn objective medals, or complete a competitive game, or... There's just a little bit more variety in the challenges, which make things a little bit more interesting in MCC than they are in Infinite for the challenge system. Well, the thing with Infinite's system, this is a plus for me, is I can play whatever I want. You know, if I don't want to, you know, if I get capture a flag challenge and I don't feel like playing capture the flag, then I'm not going to get that challenge. Right. And because they're also tied to customizable unlocked i think that i mean obviously the community was very up in arms of like not being able to complete challenges because of it's forcing people to play the way they don't want to so i like i get that i mean i understand i wouldn't mind if they put those in there for bonuses yeah for like bonus xp Mm -hmm. not tied to the capstone just bonus like once you complete the capstone these could start rolling out and, you know, two or three a week, you know, complete objective game types or, you know, capture flags or get kills with the plasma pistol, whatever. Or like complete so many challenges to unlock the capstone challenge and then you get that. Well, I mean, keep everything the way it is. Just like once you complete the capstone then, I mean, technically, a lot of people lose a reason to play. So when when they've got the capstone, then there's nothing to go forward. Right. But if you would add some additional challenges after that for, like, bonus XP, mm-hmm. then, like I said, two or three. And it could be, you know, those could be very playlist-specific or yeah. be weapon-specific or something like that. Yep. I think that would that would make make a little bit more longevity of the weekly grind a bit better. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just make those optional for people. If they don't want to do them, then okay, they don't do them. Yep. And then you can rotate those every week as well. But back on topic, uh, there are additional things coming to the core system. So we've been having a lot of Halo or the helmets being cross core. And with the next content update shoulders are going to become cross core. Mm-hmm. So you can start customizing your shoulder pads to be cross core. They showed off some cool customization configurations on the stream last week. Uh, also the Mark four core is coming free as part of season five. So the, or the next content update. So as soon as things launch on January 30th, you just have to log in log to, in. Uh, infinite and get access to the mark four core in addition to that we have helmets for the other spartans in the halo tv show so we've got helmets for kai riz and vanek 
and also visors that coincide with their in TV canon armors that they don on the show. And that's also coming out next month too. Pretty pretty close there. So armors in the uh in Halo Infinite, I I don't remember what core they're going on, but they're helmets. So it's actually cross core, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So grab those as well. Those will also be dropping, I think, as part of the release of Content Update 29 on January 30th. And we've also got our uh, next operations that are going to be coming out past the January 30th one, which is titled Spirit of Fire. We have Cyber Showdown number three that will be taking place uh, after Spirit of Fire. And then we've got the Yappening returning as well. So the, next, the next three operations should hold us through till maybe about middle of the year, summertime. And each are going to be uh, 20 tier passes that you can get and unlock. Mm-hmm. And also something that they're working on for the future, it's not coming with this update, is they're trying to find a way to make older content available to people that missed out on it. Mm-hmm. Like certain promotional items or stuff that was in the store. I don't know about that, but yeah, stuff yep. that was in earlier yep. passes. Um, but they were looking for a way to make it earnable, not sell it earnable. So if uh, I'll, I'll be looking forward to that. Yep. It, they're looking at a system that's very similar to the Spartan points in mm-hmm. MCC. So previous capstone rewards, previous unlockables that were in either the store or some other events or battle passes, actually not battle passes. And even some new stuff that they haven't released yet is going to be earnable in this point system. Mm -hmm. They haven't ironed out all the details, but they're still working on that. Yep. I'm still kind of, you know, the, I remember the whole buying Spartan points debate. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I wasn't against it. No, I mean, if people want to spend the money to, uh, yeah, if let they them. want to spend their money to buy the points, that's up to them. I mean, it's it's pretty easy to earn them. You can get easily, mm-hmm. uh, like fifteen plus points a week. Yeah, I think you I'm want to put I'm, the time in. I haven't played MCC in a couple of months, and I think I'm sitting on 130 of them. I need to earn at least 230 points to completely unlock the catalog. Yeah, so. But every every once in a while, I'll go and, and grind and get like seven, ten, twelve points, and, and unlock a page. Actually, I, I really do need to go back in and start playing MCC because I I I need to unlock the Skeletor armor. <laughs> I need to be able to run around a map looking like Skeletor. Remember, I, mean, I I just gotta do it. You gotta perfect the voice and then run around and just do those little quibs every once in a while. You know, See, that's I have the, a voice changer. You know, that would actually be a good use case to actually do party chat or like mm-hmm. in-game chat. <laughs> Remember, there's no such thing as a good grunt except a dead grunt. Until we meet again! <laughs> Anyways. In addition to some of the customization stuff, we've got new HCS stuff coming as well. They're actually coming around and releasing the year one content that's being offered back in the HCS store in Halo Infinite since it's first time back in season one. And there's also a refresh for the teams that they're currently partnered with for a season three set of customizations, which the skins look really, really good. They've got all the different colors, and Tashi mentioned making sure that all the customizations that were put together really reflect the jerseys or the logos that the teams have, and they're bold. Yeah, like, they look really sharp and really crisp. You know, in a in a competitive competitive shooter, I don't know that I'd want to stand out that much. <laughs> oh, there he is. Well, when it's the whole team in one color, I mean, you're, you're kind of standing out anyways. Well, I, under, I mean, from the way I play, 
I, I just kind of want to blend into the scenery. Of course, with the <laughs> highlight system nowadays, you can't do that either. So, right. So those are going to be, I think, available at the beginning of this content update as well on January 30th to purchase. So the unvaulted HCS season one collection and then all the new customizations for the partner teams for season three. There's also three other weapon skins that are tied to metals in the game. I didn't write down all the details, but you can only get those weapon skins by buying one of the HCS customization packs. So that's something to to be aware of too. If you're a completionist and want to try to unlock everything, you'll have to buy some of that to to get those things. I can't afford it. Oh, <laughs> just saying. That that's what's out there. I think that's it on the customization updates from this stream. Going down to, let's see, what do, we, what do you want to hit next? We've got the new map, we've got Forge, we've got playlists. What, what do you want to hit next? Well, let's uh, tell you what. Yeah, let's go through Forge. Okay. As always, Forge gets a lot of love every content update, and there's mm-hmm. no short amount of no content. No shortage this time. <laughs> right. Let's, go, let's start with the simple stuff, because the really interesting stuff, I think, will be cool to talk about. So, Covenant Forge Palette. A lot mm-hmm. of Forgers have been clamoring for that, so there are over 70 items that have been added to this uh, Covenant Palette. Everything's customizable for the materials, the the mm-hmm. lighting, the paint job, everything is customizable as everything else is in Halo Infinite Forge. A yeah, lot it's of- classic Covenant Architect. Purple and round. A lot of Ish. missions of midship, midship during the stream, which still is not one of my go-to maps. I Flood get a ship. lot of people like it, but <laughs> yep. Porous Inquisitor. I like that one. So in addition, and kind of hinting on what GT just said, there is now a flood palette in Forge, and it looks really good. It really harkens to that Halo 3 style flood that we got with a little it bit of kind of touch back to Halo 2 color palette. Coming, right? Yes, it will not be there at the... It's future. Right. Uh, the Covenant stuff's dropping... Sorry, camera shake. The Covenant stuff's dropping on the 30th. The, f- the flood stuff is a future Forge release coming this year. And along with that, they have a alien plant fauna palette that they're also working on. Um, Some of the updates that they'll be getting on the 30th is for some fauna, you will actually be able to adjust colors. Yep. So you can have purple and yellow pine trees, or not pine trees, uh, palm trees. They're making some change to some of the, to a few of the stickers to where you, you can customize the texture, the colors. Let's see. Basically giving forgers more way to decorate their oh, maps yeah. and make them look really next level. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. I am so far out of forge that, yeah, we're going to get back into it. We just need to play some forge maps. Like, I, we, I think we really need to make. Maybe a once a month Frag and Friday is we just go and play Forge maps if we have a party side that's big enough. Forge and Fridays. Yeah. And I want to I do that Halo RPG map that we talked about last week, too. Yeah. Like, maybe, maybe I, an been, off, I've been an itching, off podcast to, I've, I've been play itching to play Halo on Halo. Yeah. Because that came out, too. Every yeah, I'd, I'd like to play it with the campaign sniper. The the ten shot fighter mm-hmm. scope, yeah. Ooh, that'd be interesting. The quick the quick fire. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. You know that's not that hard to forge. Like I could probably even forge that. Well, it's already been forged. Right, but I mean, there there are always different variants. Like people would come up with different segments. Yeah. To no, actually, somebody did the classic Halo on Halo. Okay. It is just a flat track that you drive in a circle. Okay. 
Um, you know, it's even got the, you know, the offset road, you know, where you have the offset tiles where you got to kind of or put it to the floor and pray. (laughs) Right. The last thing for forge or the, at least the last big thing is exportable modes. So forgers, if they make their script brains and their custom modes within forge, they can now export those modes and they can be re-imported and as long as all of the right references to objects exist within the map, it works. And it doesn't count against your budget anymore. Mm-hmm. You basically, basically the forgers can make an accompanying game mode for their maps. So Duquesne can make his race mode and then make it available to everyone to create their race maps on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, like I said, it, in one respect, you know, don't get me wrong. I kind of liked if it was implemented a little differently. I wouldn't. It wouldn't be as bad. I kind of like the idea of having the game mode tied to tied to loading the map because that meant we had to have less game mode saved. But on the other side of that, on the other side of that. It also one it counted against the forger's budget, and made it harder to make multiple versions of a game. You know, because every time you built a race map, you had to build the race mode into it. So I think I think this is still you have to like import the mode or link it into your map. I don't. Well, think it's I mean, like you have to have modes. Yeah, you still have to have the information there that the mode looks for like spawn points, checkpoints, things like that. But that's, you know, stuff that you would put in the map anyway. You know, you basically have to build a race map. Yes. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to, you don't have to build the scoring system into the map. The scoring system stays with the mode is at least the way I understood it. They didn't know, so, explain how it, it it gets stored exactly. I I don't know if it's something that you just import, but I'll well, know no, how you like, actually, the mode selector. You actually save the game mode out of your forge creation. So it becomes an actual game mode, mode, just okay. like any other game mode. So now that'd be a long you list know, of you modes. Load map, you load the game mode just like you used to. In a way that makes things a little bit easier. It does. Like That's I said, actually, the, a little bit more kind of traditionally how custom games. Well, yeah, it is. Like I said, that's why I started the conversation the way I did. If they had implemented it a little bit easier, you know, like being able to save like a game mode template and then load that into Forge to build your map instead of having to build the game mode every time you built a map. I kind of like the idea of just having to pick the map and then play the play the map, not pick the map, find the game mode. Yeah. That accompanies it. Because, you know, forgers are, you know, really intelligent about, you know, naming their game mode something different than the game. Sometimes. A lot of them, uh, don't get me wrong, a lot of them do a really good job. But there's some of them out there that try to be funny and they call their game mode something different than the map type or the map. So it takes a minute to figure out what goes with what. I mean, sometimes it makes sense. It would be nice if they could have in the map files, some type of tag that would automatically pull the game mode in too, Or like just a link of like, Hey, this, this mode link it to this map whenever someone. Yeah, that's well, I mean, when you're actually playing, you pick the map and then the game automatically knows, okay, he picked this right. map, this game mode automatically goes with it. You know, for the custom game mode types. Like the creator has recommended this game mode. Do you want to load this game yeah. mode? Or something like that. Exactly. Right. Now I agree. It would be nice. Maybe a quality of life improvement at some point down the line. Nah. <laughs> so that's They've already got way too much other stuff on their plate to be working on something simple like that. <laughs> they they can keep working on the network code or the new halo game Shh. <laughs> too soon right 
Uh, Speaking of the network code. I was going to say, we could touch on that one next if you want to. Apparently, they got some good information out of the two tests that they put out. The firefight and then the... Oh, what did it? What did they call that? The, the uh, oh, where they replaced uh, the squad, squad battle. It was a uh, ah. Anyway, network test for the squad battles. Uh, they got a lot of good feedback. Uh, yeah, they uh, and they looked at it. So I honestly didn't notice that much of a difference between that networking and regular networking. Well, a lot of people seemed like they were happy with but it. But apparently a lot of people did. Uh, apparently I'm not that observant. It still seemed like I was getting shot through walls a lot. A lot. But they did say that there are some things they're working on. Marking. Making sure it's actually marking where you're pointing. Catching fusion coils. Which I always forget that I can do that. Well, apparently the fusion coils was one thing that was really broken with the new network or the mm-hmm. the new old network code. Yeah. So they're still they still got some things to work on before they roll it out for all the playlists. I hope they put it through another another test before they just do a blanket you know a blanket uh deployment. Mm-hmm. I would like to see them test it in a playlist first. Just to make sure they squash the bulb squash the bugs. Didn't they mention something about like testing things before they do a mass rollout the way the way it sounded to me was an internal testing they didn't it didn't seem like it didn't sound like to me like they were talking about a major test like a you know a special playlist or anything you know there's this thing called a halo insider that they haven't used in a very long time that would be a perfect you know testing ground for this Mm -hmm. just saying well (laughs) Honestly, I think the sample size is too small. Now, when I mean, I see where you're coming Insider from. First started, yeah, but I think, I think pretty much now, you know, anybody that is an insider has probably forgot they are. Well, there's just nothing that's happened to them, and like yeah. they advertised it for a while of, hey, join the insiders, join the insiders, and then like years later, they haven't done anything with it. They have a program to test this stuff. I don't exactly. Know why they just don't use it. Like I said, uh, at this point, I think everybody's, at least on the PC side, everybody's probably, their information is probably outdated. <laughs> so, hey, my, my anyway. configuration hasn't, I, does it, has it changed? Uh, mm, yeah, I guess technically it has. New motherboard, new CPU. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe I'll drop that note and be like, hey, you know you have the Insider program to possibly test this right <laughs> yeah like test a new campaign level <laughs> anyway see so what was the subject code, oh yeah yeah network code they're looking to still test that and we'll get more updates as things come with that uh they do have for the future of matchmaking they have some playlists that they're looking in to deploying um, they have, what do they say? Three new maps they're going to put in rotation for BTB. Yep. They're going to be bringing in community maps too mm-hmm. for BTB. They went through what the process is to get a community map into matchmaking. And it's not a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. It is a long drawn out process. So if you are serious about getting a map into matchmaking, be prepared to spend some time on it because they do go over it with a fine tooth comb and there will be many, many changes you will have to make to your map. Not let's see like overall changes, but like very well, there'll detailed. be many, many, many tweaks. There'll be boundaries and holes you have to plug. It's, it's more tweaks than massive mm-hmm. changes. Yeah. It's not like you're going to have to redesign the whole map, but right. there'll be a few hours in correcting issues with out of bounds and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, Making sure, you know, you don't give anybody an epileptic seizure because (laughs) parts or pieces aren't merged correctly. Stuff like that. We have one new arena map coming on the 30th. Yep. 
that has quite the interesting little twist. This one's come a long way since I played it. A long way. You know what it reminds me of? Longest? Yep. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. A little more wide open than Longest Hall. (laughs) Actually, it's a lot more open than Longest Hall. But it is basically the same concept. (laughs) Uh, Either that or, oh shoot, what was the Halo 3 map? With the crates? Well, there was a Halo 2 that was Elongation. Yeah, I'm sorry, Halo 2. Yeah, Elongation. Probably closer to elongation than it is longest haul, but it'd be elongation with one belt instead of two. Yep. It's a three lane map, long sight lines, very good for CTF. And Twin a little snipers. bit of slayer too. And mm-hmm. yeah, and snipers. But uh what's the quirk? Well, it has an interesting center lane. Just so happens this is where the energy sword spawns. But when you Enter that center lane, you disappear. The whole time you're in the center lane, and this is anybody that enters the center lane, you get active camo. Yep. Use it wisely. Mm-hmm. Because everybody knows you're gonna go that you're gonna be in there. The, yep, the center lane has an invisibility field, so everyone in it gets active camo. It it makes for some very interesting plays. Mm-hmm. I, I will bet. Had a lot of fun I, I, on yeah, that I map. half expected them to say that they alternate when they started showing the board. Because <laughs> there, is, there is a sign on, I think, either end that shows yep. active and inactive. And the camo's active, but the overshield is not. So it's supposed to be an Oni research facility that is researching the power-ups from the OG Halo. Like, mm-hmm. it, I, I, it doesn't quite look like the OG camo and overshield, but looks Uni more like it's supposed to be the like model Halo from two-ish. Yeah, it's it's supposed to be the OG active camo and and overshield cube and yeah. tetrahedron. Is that what that is? Yeah, but yeah, it's a. Uh... Interesting twist for a map. It's a lot of fun. In a very hectic way. You keep that up, we're going to make a phone call. <laughs> I didn't spoil anything about it. I just so I'm, it I'm looking forward to playing it. Just to, well, just to experience it mostly, but it ought to be interesting. Yep. Husky Ray is getting some updates along mm-hmm. as squad battles. They're getting new maps. I'm excited about Husky Raid. They did introduce a new map a couple weeks ago into the playlist, so at least there was some kind of fresh content. But in order to score the flag, you have to go into a lift and go straight up. Yeah, I've played that map multiple times. Well, uh, is it the Forerunner-looking map? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yep. And Firefight King of the Hill, they're looking to put new maps in, and they're also looking Mm -hmm. for community maps to include in that playlist. They they definitely did push. They are looking for, they are looking to add community content to matchmaking. So if you have an interest in any of the playlists, whether it be Super Fiesta, Husky Rig, Big Team, Squad Battle, the 2v2, 4v4 playlists, you know, if you have a desire to build a map, build it, put it out there. Uh, make sure you do use, utilize the tag system because that's what they do use to sort through the massive amount of content. So when they're looking for content, they, they start looking at the tags first to s- narrow it down. And it was interesting to hear their process of how they go and look for these maps. They look at what's popular in the custom games browser. Mm-hmm. And they also look very closely with, work very closely with the Forge community. So if you think of, um, the Forge Epidemic, Forge Hub, the Forge Falcons, all those groups, they work very closely with to, and I mean, we've had Forge Hub on the podcast, like those Forge competitions turned into maps going into matchmaking. Mm-hmm. So that's where they're looking. And I, I don't know how many people that we have or listeners that are big Forgers, but that, that's the way to get in is, is you put a lot of time and effort, get your map shared, get your map play tested. and 
if it's popular enough, <laughs> well received, if it's if it has a good enough polish on it to be playable by lots of people, then three four three is going to notice it. Mm-hmm. And they do understand that you do this as a hobby, and it is a passion. They don't put these maps in overnight. They allow you the time to make the modifications that are required to get it into matchmaking. And they help you along with the process by doing the testing for you to make sure that all the holes are filled, make sure the spawns work correctly, stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. they're really invested in getting user content into the game. So if you got a wacky idea, start working on it. With how powerful Forge is, the the excuse of well three four three needs to be making dev maps is is almost a moot point. Like, no, there, I still believe that three four three needs to be making dev maps. No, I, I I'm not I agree. saying not to look at the Forge community because the Forge community has made some really wickedly awesome maps, especially for Infinite. Yeah, but things like the map they just released. I'm not saying you can't do it in Forge. I can't say that it won't look as good in, in Forge. But there is always something a little different about a dev-built map. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter every Forge map that I've ever played on, even the ones in matchmaking, no matter how many times they test on it, there's always some little quirk somewhere. Well, you even know, dev maps have quirks. Yes. but. I find a lot less of them on dev maps. I'm not saying the dev maps are perfect. Trust me. I really wish they could teach Spartans how to climb over a rock that's, you know, a half an inch tall. Right. Um, you know, that's, and please stop putting stuff that hangs out of the wall at walking height. Because <laughs> Spartans apparently don't know how to duck. You have crouch. You have to know what's there first. It's not like I got something smacking me in the back of the head saying, hey, you better duck, stupid. Because, you know, this light is hanging out this far and I can't walk backwards. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, proximity warning for whenever you get close to running into an object. Well, you know, honestly, if it would just have something around it that would just push you over a little bit. You know, to let you know that you're up against something. You know, for me, and it's just my lack of awareness. And I mean, I have the same issue, too. It's say, like, what the heck am I stuck on? And it's a little yeah. lip that has like a three-inch stick yeah. out, and I'm just stuck in that corner. Yeah, I'm not focusing on where I'm going. I'm focusing on the guy that's shooting me. Right. But that's a complaint that's been there since the beginning of time. <laughs> There's always been geometry that your character gets stuck on for some apparent reason because they can't lift their foot up an extra half an inch to step over it. <laughs> Pins in chat. Spartans can drown in two inches of water, yet they can survive from a fall from space. Exactly. Well, Master Chief can. And ODST. I haven't seen I haven't seen any other Spartans jump out of a spaceship yet. But no, I take that back. There's Jerome. He did it. Noble six. Yeah. Well, he was more thrown out of a spaceship, but okay. Never mind. Still, <laughs> still falling out of a spaceship and crash landing into a planet. Never mind. I stand corrected. <laughs> and the books. Although, I don't know if they ever like fell into a planet, but there are definitely a lot of... I mean, there's jumping from ship to ship. Okay, fine. Yeah. But yes. But I mean, jumping from our orbit and hitting something solid like a planet, that doesn't happen a whole lot of times. No. Anyway. You want to touch on the next thing? Go ahead. Match composer. It's coming. I'll be interested to see how they do it with uh, Infinite. It sounds like it's they want to do it very similar to how MCC is, where you can define your party size, define mm-hmm. what modes you want to play, and find a match that way. Well, it sounded like they wanted to make some tweaks to make it work differently with Infinite, or to have different options than MCC mm-hmm. does. I don't know if it's to refine the amount of control you have over picking what you want or ease of use or what. So I'm, I'll be looking forward to seeing see that come. Honestly, I kind of like the match composer in MCC. 
it does make it a lot easier to navigate than lists. The thing with the Magic Composer and MCC is you have all the different games. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to have that with Infinite. It's a lot more of a... In, instead of like having the game selector, it's going to probably more of what your party size and what modes are you interested in. Right. I mean, so it takes out that one layer of the match composer for MCC, but I, I see it being very similar. It basically similar. does the same thing that does an MCC. It's just MCC searches four or five games instead of just one. You know, right. it, it, at any one time, it can be searching anywhere from five to 15 playlists, depending on how many selections you have, you know, checked. But well, in, in a way, it creates it more out. playlists because you could say, okay, I want to do squad battles objective. Mm-hmm. And that is one thing they did mention that it would eliminate the need to have rotational playlists. Um, Yes, the playlist would be there. It would have a lower population. So if you were specifically looking for a, we'll just say bot arena, it would take longer to find a match, but the option would still be there. Well, and the match composer would actually feed into those playlists if there's a match. Like I said, you can you can have as broad of a search area or as narrow as narrow of a search area as you want. Right. Like I said, you can search all playlists, or you can search for just one type of game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's coming later this year. A lot of things coming later this year, but. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to breathe a, a new life into matchmaking for Infinite. And a lot of people have been asking for it for a while, so about time. Easy anti-cheat coming as well. That's something that has been well-received for the most part for MCC. And it sounds like the current anti-cheat that they're they're having isn't quite living up to the community's expectations. And I guess easy anti-cheat seems to be more or less accepted. So. Yeah. Last thing is HCS stuff. We've got our roadmap that came out for season three. And the first event is going to be in Arlington, Texas, March 15th through the 17th. The kickoff event is going to be hosted by Optic Gaming. And the next event, the next major event, is actually going to be in London. So they're going overseas. I won't be going to that one. No. I won't be going to the first one either, so. It'd be cool to go back to London and actually attend a Halo event. But, no, I will, I will not be going there either. It'd be cool. Though. Maybe we can get Receptor to report on it. Well, I've got uh, my friend Jack, who did the Halo mole with me. He lives in Reading, yeah. so he's close enough. But yeah, but we haven't heard from Receptor in such a long time. It's been a while since we've heard from the Welshman. I'm going to start bugging him again. <laughs> uh, so the, the open series for the first major starts in early February. Qualifiers are February 24th through 25th. And then the majors in Arlington tickets are on sale for that. If you are close and are planning to attend or, or want to attend, then tickets are on sale for Arlington. Uh, the next one, like I said, is going to be London. That'll be in May. The, the following will be... Phase Clan, which will be in July. That will be in Atlanta. Salt Lake City will be September 6th through the 8th, and that'll be Space Station Gaming. And then the World Championship Series will be in Seattle October 4th through the 6th. And it is more likely I will be there this year than I was last year. <laughs> so I do plan on going well, this year. Yeah, hopefully you have a little less on your plate this time. Then, yeah, ideally. <laughs> I'll be dealing with a one-year-old. Mm-hmm. Instead of a uh, five-week-year-old, or seven-week, yeah, or seven-week-old, seven-five-week-year-old, <laughs> seven-week-old uh, baby. But yeah, so for everyone that's involved with HCS or interested, four major events happening for this season, and I hope to see some of y'all at the World Championship. Last thing they touched on was Microsoft Careers, so they are hiring. Yay! No hiring freeze stuff that we had to deal with for like multiple years. So if you go over to Microsoft Careers and want a job in Halo, check out the job posting, see if you got the chops, and make your mark on Halo. That's it for the news cycle 
for Halo. There was a community creations po- post that was made last week on Waypoint as well. So there's a, co- there's a couple of uh, new articles over there. There's also some supporting things going on with the content release update. So there's a write-up on the new map illusion, a little bit more on the roadmap and prize pools for Season 3 of HCS, and a new community corner, and uh, Halo Intel, and Forge features. So lots of cool little things. And of course, the, the Halo RPG got featured in the Forge features, which just makes sense. But yeah. I think that is all that we have for tonight, unless GT, I'm missing something. Map tester. Nothing that I caught. You want to be map tester? No, I was suggesting that for pens. Oh. No, I'd suck as a map tester. <laughs> have you ever <laughs> seen me play Halo? Yeah, you find all the place, places where you would die. <laughs> and like, oh, he should yeah, die. I can find the best places to die. <laughs> Stupidly. I can be a target. There you go. That's a wrap for our show tonight. Thank you all for tuning in either via live stream or listening to us uh, via download. We appreciate all your support. We're going to start looking at guest hosts here very, very soon. If you've got any ideas, let us know. I think I'm going to reach out to the domain, see if he's still interested, since that was going to be the last one we were going to have for last year and timing just didn't work out for things. Thank you, baby. Um, so yeah, if everyone has if anyone has suggestions on who you'd like to see on the podcast, let us know. I'll start doing that search here very soon. And I don't know if we'll be on next week, um, depending on how things go with the content release. We might just be playing on Thursday, or we might have something to talk about. So stay tuned for what we'll be doing next Thursday. But we will be on tomorrow for Fragment Friday. GT will be hosting. We'll be playing lots of Halo Infinite as we always do. But yeah, we'll call it for the night. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Pod Tackler, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. You can find our podcast on your favorite podcasting service and listen to us live every Thursday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch. Check out our website, podtackler.com, and join the community on Discord at podtackler.com slash Discord. If you want to play Halo with us, come join us for Fragon Fridays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Become a supporter of the show by sharing the show with your friends and family. Or help keep the lights on by subscribing to us on Twitch, donating via PayPal, or becoming a patron alongside Confal, Pins Halo, and Prestige Ace. Until next time, keep on fragging trucks.